0: Yellow, uh, John. I'm sorry. I did think... I
1: catch you? I catch you off guard. <laughs> did I catch you at a bad time? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought you were inviting me to the uh, to join the recording. Well, it was an indication that that you wanted me to join the recording.
0: <laughs> um, before I do anything, before I say anything, or start this charade, um. I I need to read a disclaimer um, for this week. I I don't know if I need it every week going forward, but I'm just going to say to be on the safe side, I'm going to read this disclaimer. And even though I'm reading this disclaimer, I know for a fact that, I don't know, five to 10 to 15 years down the line, one of us will be maybe fired from a job from doing this episode. I don't know. It's very possible, but let me read the disclaimer anyway. The following program may contain, and in the case of this week, will contain explicit content. Said explicit content is not, and probably not, the actual thoughts and opinions of the hosts, Greg and John, and or our guests in the future, and is for entertainment purposes only. The Greg and John you hear on this podcast are not necessarily the Greg and John from real life, And everything we say on MSV Podcast is meant all in good fun, and you must keep this in mind at all times. Some material may be offensive to some, and in this case today, I think we are going to both be going to hell. Okay. So now that that's said, now that that's said, we can just start the show. So first and foremost, what the fuck are we doing? Because here we are, season two premiere. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to season two. Hey. But what I want to know is see, usually when people do a season two of something or a sequel to something or a second of something, like a second album, a second movie, a second season of anything, including podcasts, it's usually because the first one is successful in some way. Right. Would that be fair? That would be a fair assessment, right?
1: It is a fair assessment. The only one of the to my mind is gremlins 2 but please continue Gr-
0: Gr- it's funny you should bring up that because i was just talking about that movie this week but it's the gremlins one was successful no
1: no 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 it was i i i had a little bit of a different thought in my mind where it's like gremlins 2 was not a continuation of the first gremlins ah. it was basically just sort of like it was like okay the first gremlins was sort of like a dark themed movie and we're going to make the second Gremlins in a universe where the first Gremlins was actually its own movie, like in that universe. So, well,
0: yeah. you you perhaps that is such a great analogy for the second season of MSV podcast, because mm-hmm. but here's here's something that's that's really interesting but to prepare for today's season premiere. I was skipping around some of our episodes and listening to some of our season one episodes and here's right. what's funny yeah in by episode 3 of the show which was the first show without matt mchenry oh and matt mchenry is not returning as a reg- as a regular this season i'll get to that in a moment but okay. so yeah so from the first from the third episode before we even had one guest we said, hmm, maybe we maybe eventually down the line we won't do all politics as our as our subject matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, you know, we're already going strong with it. We might as well finish.
0: Well, it's like, yeah, by that point I already had guests booked. Um yeah. I, I already had the topics booked. Um But, like, I don't remember, like, I I may very well have even planned out the second season that far in advance. Okay. Um, At the top of the show, before I forget, let me give a shout-out to two podcasts. Uh, My podcast shout-outs was actually not going to continue this season, but there are two in particular I I have to shout-out to. First of all, the Happiness and Darkness podcast, they are on Twitter at... Uh, It's it's abbreviated from happiness and darkness, but they're at high darkness pod as if you're saying hi to the darkness podcast. So find them on Twitter. Yeah. So find them on Twitter at high darkness pod. And that's the happiness and darkness podcast, which is a superhero movie podcast, which as as you know, I'm not really into superhero movies. But if they're talking about like the old time, old time superhero movies, I'm Definitely nineteen
1: seventy eight Superman or like even before that.
0: Well, no, exactly right. So I was uh, lucky enough to make a random comment that they were doing Superman Four. And I said something about like my feelings on Superman Four, and he invited me as a guest to say, "Hey, why don't you come on to Superman Four? And we did the uh, I did the Superman Four uh, podcast. And then I did uh, the week after that was Superman Returns. So I was able to do Superman Returns. And I think coming up on October 30th, I want to say, I think that's the Supergirl. Supergirl from 1984. And I will, in fact, be a guest again. So for that one. So that's very exciting. Um, Very rarely, as I even said on the show, very rarely did I uh, ever get invited on a podcast two weeks in a row because they enjoyed my presence so much in the first week. And then, so the second week I was invited again. So that was very impressive. Wow, that's pretty good. The second I will give a shout out to is the, of course, the Beard Owl podcast. And what I literally did with the Beard Owl podcast, I think they're just at Beard Owl podcast um, with Beard, uh, B-E-E-R apostrophe D. And uh, so they're... they're, they're address they're still getting a shout out uh beard owl Podcast. but what i literally did is on behalf of you took it upon myself to invite you on a show that isn't even mine <laughs> well that's that's
1: fine because you know th- the thing is i don't know these people and you know right. it, this, this did happen in real time when you were like oh maybe i can get you on the show i don't even Correct. know if they have guests and then you were like Okay, uh, as it turns out, they do have guests, so I just told them that that you should be on the show. And uh, honestly, I don't even know at this point if I'm going to be on the show. Uh, all I know is that you told them I should be on the show.
0: Correct. Well, I yeah. I more think of it as if it's as if like I don't know, I don't know. The producer of a TV show went to mm-hmm. a different TV show that ha- they have no say in or anything. Like right, as if. Right. Or, or someone completely removed from the situation as if, you know, Jeff Bezos, you know, came to me and said, I, you are having me on a guest as a guest on MSV podcast.
1: Well, it, uh, let me tell you, though, Je- Jeff Bezos could probably do that.
0: Yeah, he could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. And he'd, he'd want to come say, on this show. Yeah,
1: he could probably say, I'm going to be a guest on your podcast. And you would just be like, I guess you're going to be a guest. <laughs> that that yeah. would be everything.
0: Um, well, this brings me to—it's <clears throat> uh, funny because uh, I—I'm going to admit right off the bat that mm. we actually—we actually already taped uh, the November, the weekend of November sixth and seventh uh, podcast, and that was with guest Sean from WDIM podcast. And I want to clarify something, and then say something. First of all, at that time, for <laughs> for like. A minute I changed the name from MSV podcast to CSV podcast I was calling myself (laughs) I was calling myself Craig at that time and one of the jokes that I made on that show is like you know like let's say the city of St. Louis is destroyed or Mm -hmm. something like between now and when we do that show and on that it happens that week and we don't make reference to the city of St. Louis that that is that's the reason because it's pre-taped but already right, we have, right. like anything can change that's the thing about pre-taped shows and so already we're no longer csv i'm not going by craig the city of st louis is fine and right. i just want to put into context um the uh, i i commented on twitter and i'm sure it's it's self-explanatory but i just wanted to put into context why Sean from WDIM podcast was my favorite guest and least favorite guest at the same time. I just want to put that in context. so Everybody knows that I meant none of that as an insult. And that is he's mm-hmm. my favorite guest because holy shit. He's, you know, it's like having uh, may he rest in peace. It's like having Norm Macdonald on your show. May he rest in peace. It's like having Robin Williams on your show. It's like having one of those guests where it's just you let them do their thing and they're so funny and you just have to go with whatever, you know, whatever comes, you know? Sure. So that's why he was my favorite guest. But the reason he's like my least favorite guest is because it's like, oh, yeah, we're not funny in the least. (laughs) This guy's funny. (laughs) This guy knows what he's doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, that's, you know,
1: honestly, I feel like that kind of makes it even better. You know, like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm i not going to agree that we don't know at all what we're doing. We know a little bit.
0: Yeah, It yeah, yeah. make sense out of a bit, John, but sure, go ahead. Yes, yes. We know a little bit what we're doing. Yes, yes, yes. We know a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, and, yeah, just a little.
1: You know, and, and son comes on and, you know, he's, he's the kind of guest who's like, you know, he clearly knows what he's doing, but... He's also the kind of guest who, while he clearly knows what he's doing, kind of makes sure to direct all of the humor in your direction anyway, so that you don't feel like a total dick.
0: (laughs) Well, all I can say is that show is coming up. The irony of that show is that I, I was saying anything could happen and I was CSV. I was Craig at the time. Mm. I was. Yeah. Yeah. The city of St. Louis didn't get destroyed, but Alec Baldwin accidentally killed two people. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't want to that... talk about that, but it's like, but who would have known? It's like it's, it's not like, coming up on that show. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 It's not. It's, we we just acknowledged it now and we're not going to go mm-hmm. any further with it. OK, right. Um. so a quick, you know, I obviously made show notes but you know for a show like this there's no reason to follow them you know Mm -hmm. um but you know i I had thought like you you made a very good example with gremlins too but yeah you we did our first season with the politics and it's like Mm -hmm. okay well we've got to at least try the season with no politics yes what we've been promising everybody like a full-time well, this is actually a smorgasbord of a lot of things, but today is is certainly a different uh, kind of show. Yes, my my thought was like, and I, they're going to hear a Bill Cosby joke in the uh, in the Sean from WDIM episode. But like, even before uh, he made that joke, I was thinking like, you know, doing a season two of MSV podcast is the equivalent of doing Ghost Dad Two: The Rapist Returns. Like as wow. if they would do okay. a reboot, as if they would do a reboot of Ghost Dad now, with Bill Cosby in the leading role. That's how much sense this made to me. But but we'll go with it. We'll just go with it because let's, let, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. Yeah yeah, let's do it. And now we launch. So first, the involvement of Matt McHenry. Matt McHenry, um, we, we you know we were kind of up in the air with contract negotiations. Of what was go? And he didn't mm-hmm. show up to any of the shows last season after episode two. He just didn't show up. Um, and so we met, he and I, we, we needed to go over contract negotiations. And we met and we said, uh, he's, we met at Tim Hortons and uh, in Toronto, in fact. We went to Toronto and met at Tim Hortons. Now, anything I say going forward, of course, this is how we met a very special person who ended up on our podcast, and that's that's the story we have to tell today is about the story of, of Mickey McPhee. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think uh, John can vouch that all of this is very, very, very much happened based on fact. Everything that I'm going to say from now on is all... Based, in fact, and we have John to confirm it. And not only do we have John to confirm it, we have McHenry coming on. He, he, uh, at the end of the season, you will see Matt McHenry, and he will be able to confirm that this all went down. Based yeah, in the I, way I'm I, about to say, yeah.
1: I, I can. Um, I'm not going to say it yet. Because right, I have right, to hear right, right. Right. I have to I have to hear what you have to say. I don't know what you're gonna say. So I have to hear it and then I, I'll I'll do whatever it is that I need to do because I know you, you're super tech savvy, and you're you can edit things and you can make things yeah. sound you can make things sound how they were not at all. And it, you know, you get me saying like, yeah, sure, and then you'll just be like, okay, well, let me take that soundbite and put it at the end of the story. And, like, that's totally something you would do.
0: Right, because everything you're saying is based in fact. Yes. Everything we're talking about today is all 100% verbatimly based on true events. Right. And And that's it. So it started with Matt McHenry, and so... We went to Tim Hortons in Toronto. We gave you a call to say if you wanted to be part of this meeting, um, but you said, guys, I'm in school. So I'm in school. You guys take the road trip to Toronto. You guys go to the to the Tim Hortons in Toronto. I don't know why you're going to the Tim Hortons in Toronto specifically. We said, well, we want the real Tim Hortons experience. So that's why we want to go to the one in, in Canada. So we took a road trip to Canada. The, the um, one Canada,
1: Canada I... Are, are there Tim Hortons not in Canada?
0: Yeah, I, You know, that's a good question. I think there was, a, you know, I haven't been in the city mm-hmm. since the pandemic. Uh-huh. And there were a couple of Tim Hortons in the city. So we we get to the Tim Hortons to have this Tim Hortons experience in mm-hmm. Canada. And uh, we order two coffees and the guy behind the counter is like, you, you guys earned from around here, eh? And that's- I said, well, sir, that's, That's not even a very good Canadian accent, but what makes you ask that? He goes, because you guys are clearly not from around here, eh? You guys don't, you're not, you're not from around here. And I said, that is so true, Canadian, who kind of sounds a little bit like you're from Tennessee as well. Um, Yeah. (laughs) How how did you know that? He goes, well, I could just tell by the way you, I mean, eh, 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 I could just tell by the way you sound that you're not from around here, eh? What brings you here? You're, just, you're going around and seeing the city of Toronto, eh? And I'm like, at this point, you don't even sound Canadian. You're just saying, eh, hey, but, yeah, we decided we wanted the real Tim Hortons experience, so that's why we're having the meeting here in Canada at a Tim Hortons, because um, you are aware that this company was bought by Burger King, eh? And that it's not even a Canadian company anymore, right, eh? And I said, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I looked at McHenry, and I said, McHenry, we forgot all about that. And he's like, oh, yeah, already. And we had two coffees, which were so average that we could have gone to any starbucks or duncan's around here and why we drove all the way to canada uh, i won't know but there so i'm like well now that we're in canada we can have this meeting and he right. said um i think i've decided to leave the show greg I, he said it's officially he's going to leave the show i said oh that's sad that's going to change everything about the show like you not being on the show i mean that's like you're an institution. You're part of the show. I mean, I had a, you know, you you had an excuse every week. What am I going to tell people? He goes, well, now, you know, you could tell people the truth that I've left the show and I'm telling you now here in Canada on the uh, Tim Hortons. And I said, well, I I mean, I wish you the best of luck, Matt. Um, And I'm, I'm sorry that you're leaving. May I ask, why are are, are you leaving? He goes, well, it's about my other endeavors. And I said, oh, you mean the chicken and midget fights that you do? No, 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 no. He goes, Greg, I've I've actually ended that. I've actually ended that. No, what I do now, Greg, is I have non-binary models come in to my studios. I I do this all around the country and all around the, the world. And I have non-binary people come in here. I said, stop what you're saying right now. I said, non-binary people? You have non-binary people? I said, this is amazing, because then it all came down to the analytics of the show. Because I, I, know here's the analytics of the show. Obviously, most of our listeners are from the United States. But we've actually had listeners from everywhere in the world. And then, of course, you go down the list and there's like minus one where you don't even have a single listener. But where we re- where they really really don't like us is Indonesia. That's where they oh. really don't like. They, we are not. We do not appeal to Indonesians. And at first, I was thinking maybe I should do a campaign. You and I should travel to Indonesia, put together an MSV podcast, benefit concert for Indonesia for the Indonesian people, so that they would listen to our show and get to know us. And the, and and McHenry goes, no, no, no. I, I don't think I, I, I consulted McHenry on that first, and he goes. Now, see the thing about Indonesia is that see you and John's faces don't really mesh with Indonesia. That's the thing. <laughs> you guys, you guys you, it's that it's your faces. If you had different kinds of right. faces, you would be good in Indonesia. But don't try Indonesia. Then as you go down the analytics analytics, ages uh-huh. zero to twenty-two, so infant to age twenty-two, none mm-hmm. listen to our show. No in no babies and no one beyond the age of 22. From 23 on, we have listeners between the ages of 23 and 63 have listened to our show, but no babies up to the age of 23, which I found very discouraging. But I'm saying, you know, maybe they weren't interested in the politics aspects of things, you know? Right. Right, from last season. Right. John, I know this sounds like a long-winded story, but as you know, this is all based in fact
1: Greg, so- I know you, you you never take the long way to tell stories, so I know that every detail in what you're saying is 100% relevant and important.
0: Exactly. And, you know, it. it, it as I was listening to uh, some of last season's episode, I talked about my therapist at the time, and God, my therapist was a piece of garbage because this thing that I have about telling stories and and, and going in like all different directions of telling the stories and possibly including relevant or non-relevant. This, this bitch told me, Greg, focus, focus, one topic, focus, what a bitch, you know? So I since have left that therapist. This therapist had the nerve to tell me that a personality quirk of my own, a, a, a literal personality aspect of myself was wrong. She, she's literally telling me to shut up and focus. Fuck her!
1: Any therapist who tries yeah. to tell you that you should try something other than what you've already been doing is automatically
0: wrong. Exactly. And I've got a new therapist and he has no problem with the way I tell the, the, the facts. Because I, I, I include every relevant fact, as you know. So, oh, yes. So, continuing.
1: And, and nothing nothing that is unnecessary to say.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so, right. uh, continuing on the analytics. Uh, it, it, so, I was thinking, okay, then maybe babies, we can get babies possibly to listen to the show if John and I maybe change our tone just like this and put Winnie the Pooh music in the background. And then we'll talk like this and say, shit, fuck. And it doesn't matter what we say as long as we speak like this and play Winnie the Pooh music. And then then McHenry goes, no, 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 no. You'll just come across as freaks that way. Don't worry about the age. Don't worry about the ages. Ages 23 to 63 is perfectly okay for your listeners. And hey, you're no longer in the category of politics. You've changed the category to comedy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. So, ages 23 to 63 is perfectly uh, sufficient. Okay. Then we get to the important part. You may have just heard a dog bark. I'm not sure. There's a dog outside my window. Now, that's actually true. (laughs) Now.
1: I I um, I imagine you did not play a a dog barking sound effect just randomly.
0: That's correct. Um, But but here's where it got to the important part. Um, 65 about 65 percent of our listeners were male, which figures you know, because we didn't really have many female guests uh on last season, we had one, mm-hmm. and I mean, there were special appearances, yes, by Sandra Hully and by Lara, but we only had one actual female guest. So, who, who female spoke, guests who
1: spoke for more than a few seconds.
0: Right. Right. And so females were at 36%. You said, you know what? No problem there. We're going to have on, you know, many more female guests. But then we got to non-binary. 0% non-binary people listen to us. 0%. And that's where my heart was broken. And I'm thinking, do non-binary people not think that, like, we are all accepting of all creeds and 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 religions and spiritualities and anything and and non-binary are they not comfortable listening to the show and then McHenry tells me that he now travels around the world and does exhibits and what he does is he actually has models non-binary models come in non-binary people who have penises and non-binary people who have vaginas and he does sculptures of them and you look at the sculpture and they're not phallic they're beautiful works of art, because the art, art, did I say art? Art, because these are the non-binary. It's a the... What's that?
1: I see. You're still thinking about that dog? You're calling it Arf?
0: <laughs> so I'm like, Matt, that is actually so beautiful. And it, it, that, that you do, you do these sculptures of, the, and then he showed me some of them. I'm like, that is so beautiful. There's nothing sexual about them. They are beautiful representative of beautiful people. So, yeah. So he said, well, you know, um, we have a lot. I have a lot of obviously non-binary people come to my exhibits. Why don't you travel with me this summer while you're on hiatus? um, And and this is where John can attest to this. Um, Mm -hmm. Come and travel with me. Come, Come all across the country with me. And also travel with me all across the country. And I'm not sure if anybody caught that. And um, you set up a booth. What we'll do is you have an MSV podcast booth where you will have a concession stand consisting of cotton candy and Shasta soda. And you it's complimentary. And you tell people about the show. And you'll have all different kinds of people. It's not just non-binary people. But this is a way for you to introduce yourself to the non-binary community, or, I mean, even other community. He goes, all kinds of people come to my exhibits, and you'll get more listeners for MSV podcasts. And, and so I gave John a call, and I said, John, road trip across the country with Matt McHenry to non-binary um, uh, sculptures, um, exhibits all around the country. He goes, dude, guys, again, I have school. I couldn't come with you to Toronto, and I couldn't come with you across the country. I have school. So you can confirm that you got that phone call, correct? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. I,
1: I, can, I can confirm that I said uh, I have school and I can't do that. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. So now, John, I'm going to give you a choice. Yeah. I'm going to give you a choice. I can get right to Seattle, Washington, where we met Mickey McPhee and the story that we're gonna tell about Mickey McPhee, or I can tell you uh, a little diversion to tell you what happened to me and McHenry when we got to Tennessee with this exhibit. It's gonna be your choice, uh, the the Mickey McPhee we have to get to anyway. If you choose the Tennessee incident, um, just be aware that that will add maybe 20 minutes uh, runtime to the show.
1: Well, okay, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to probably ask you to just, uh, you know, tell the Mickey McPhee part of the story, because, you know, I, I as we have established, you really you you do a very good job of not taking detours when you tell stories. So mm-hmm. you should probably you should probably stay on top of that.
0: All right. Well, that's fair enough. And you made a very wise decision. You made yeah. a very wise decision. And what I'll do is, uh, perhaps when McHenry comes on the season finale, he and I will reiterate what happened to us in Tennessee while we were on tour. So I, uh, we get to Seattle. This is where Mickey McPhee actually lives. And um, what I didn't know was that Mickey McPhee is an actual psychic to the stars of, of Seattle. Of Seattle. So like Eddie Vedder, Bill Gates, he has done readings for all of them because because here's how I met. Yeah. What's that? Were you saying something?
1: No, I said, wow.
0: It's... Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Bill Gates, Eddie Vedder, Chris Pratt, um, uh, all these guys that uh, live in Seattle. Uh, he's, he's 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 he was very much known for uh, contacting uh, Kurt Cobain. As a spiritual oh, medium, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the exhibit takes us uh, to Seattle, um, and um, I've got my cotton candy booth and my and my and the Shasta soda. Matt's doing one of his beautiful exhibits, and it does attract a lot of people. It really does. These, these this is a beautiful exhibit. So if any of you listening get a chance, uh, do check out his exhibit of non-binary um, uh, genitalia for lack of a better word, but, but it is, but it isn't. So you're looking at a penis, you're looking at a vagina, but is it a penis? But is it a vagina? It's non-binary, and that's what makes it beautiful. Okay, so Mickey McPhee is at this event, and he um, he, he, he happens to be the, the Seattle psychic to the stars, and he comes up and he goes, what cotton candy please." And I said, mm-hmm. uh, no, pro- he's dressed very flamboyantly, too. And uh, I get him a cotton candy and he goes, so what is this? What is this MSV podcast? What is this that you do? <laughs> I said, no, yeah. oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a podcast I have. Now, this is about this is around July. This is around July. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. And he said, oh, well, you're in luck. Do you know that I am Mickey McPhee? psychic to the stars of seattle i said no I've, I've never heard of you but i'm not from seattle he goes oh yeah i have a website mickey com. check it out i went to mickey mcfee.com he, he, he in fact was the is the psychic to the stars of seattle he goes greg greg today is your lucky day it's your lucky day do you know why Do you know why it is your lucky day? I said, I I don't know. Tell me. He goes, because have you ever heard of Tide detergent? I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, see, the fact that you heard of Tide detergent, MSV podcast is going to be as big as Tide detergent. I see it. I see it with my mind, with my psychic mind. You're going to be as big as Tide detergent. I said, Okay, well, I know what Tide is and I know people use it. He goes, Yeah, yeah. You see, I'm not one of those psychics who bullshit and just tell people what they want to hear. It's not like I said, You're going to be as big as Tom Cruise, but you're going to be the biggest Tide detergent. And I said, You know what? I'd rather be as well known as a detergent that pe- many people like than an actor that many people don't like. I would rather be that. And he said, Greg, I will give you a further reading at my home. So I went to his uh, apartment. He was in a bit. He's got a view of the of the space needle. That's yeah. that's as good. He had pictures of like, him, like Fraser Crane. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. It's 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 very much a Fraser Crane like apartment. I must say, Fraser got the technicalities of a Seattle apartment like done very well. He got that very well. So he's got pictures of himself in there with the Mariners, with the Seahawks, with the Sounders, with the Kraken and the Thunderbird. And I said, hey, where's the storm? He goes, I, 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 they're not customers. They're not customers. I um, <laughs> shout out to Dan Hulley for giving me the information for that joke. Only Seattle sports fans will know what that represents. But thank you, Dan Hulley. Oh, wait, I didn't need Dan Hulley to tell me the Seattle sports teams because Mickey McVee told me. Mickey McPhee. This this all happened in Mickey's apartment. So Mickey Mickey, uh, proceeded to give me a reading, and he 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 closes his eyes. You know, so it's not like he could see your face or like gauge your reactions or whatever. And he said, "Greg, you are a lost soul." And I said, "Oh my God, you're right. Oh my God, what a you are magnificent genie. Oh my God." He said, "Greg, you." You have a podcast. I said, holy shit, yes. Because said, don't don't interrupt my chi. I will just say things about you, Greg. You are losing your hair. Oh my god. And so i convinced this guy should come on the show and, and do ratings, but it was July, and we weren't coming back until October. Because we we randomly selected October. And Mm -hmm. he and I discussed, I said, you know what, though? You are just so amazing right now. I have, my co-host John actually is a skeptic on psychic readings. He's actually a skeptic. Um, What if we do a surprise special? And we we thought of this like kind of, he's like, Tell me more. Tell me more about this skeptic, John. <laughs> I know those skeptics. I know those skeptics who think they're high and mighty and above and don't believe these powers. Um, I, I, you tell me. I said, yeah, he's skeptic. He doesn't believe in psychic reading. He goes, I will come on the show and I will blow his mind. I will come on his show and I'm going to give him a reading so accurate he's going to go. Woo-hoo! He's going to gasp. He's going to get. He's going. I said. Oh my God, uh, this is amazing. And so, and so then came, the whole thing was arranged. I, I gave John a call and I said, and we, we made up when Miki was available, he was available um, uh, August 29th. And, and John was available August 29th. And I was available. And I said, we are going to do something that has never been done before in podcast history, ever, ever. And that's read a skeptic, ambush the skeptic, Live, on tape, on the air, live, <clears throat> and with a psychic reading. Surprise the skeptic with a psychic reading. It'll, it was never done before on a podcast. How did I know? I Googled it. But then we found out later, it was probably a reason that this has never happened on a podcast yeah. before. Um, as an aside, and this is a very interesting aside, I then immediately announced that we were doing this special on August 29th. People people, you know, I expected like, you know, all the fans that have been listening to the show go, "August 29th, they're coming back. Fu- they fucking they said they're not coming back till October, but they're giving us a special on August 29th and Greg isn't even revealing what the show is about." Damn, Greg. Damn. It. So I was expecting not even not even to his co-host I might add. Right. Well, I didn't even say anything to John, and, I'm, and I even said in this announcement, John has no idea what's going on either. So I expected, like, at least one regular listener of the show, of which there actually are, uh, to go, hey, hey can, can you tell me anything about that special? Mm-hmm. How about a clue? You know? And I went, you know, but I was going to say, ah, my lips are sealed. You got to listen. You got to listen to this special. Um, but that did not happen, John. It actually got to the point where I said to one listener, So, so you heard about that that, that special. August 29th It's coming, right? August 29th special. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looking forward. And, and you know you don't you don't know what it's gonna be about. I, I'm not I'm not revealing, not even to John, he doesn't even know. I bet you wanna know. Uh no, not really. I could wait. I could wait. That's good. <laughs> Even that, even this special that I knew was going to go down in podcast history because no podcast had done it before, even though I knew that, you know, um, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because uh, we're going to do it and it's going to blow people's minds. And and then, uh, you know, the show leads up now, John, I can turn it over to you. I can turn it over to you now just so, as the week, at this point, you didn't know what was, uh, that this was coming. Uh, as we led up to the special, did you even, A, care, or what was going through your mind as we led up to the, because you weren't going to know until the day that, in fact, you were going to be read by Mickey McFee Seattle's most famous psychic. Yeah.
1: Um, what was going through my mind?
0: Mm. I I was well, thinking, leading up to it. Yeah. Leading up to it before you knew what was going to be going on, because obviously you didn't care as much as the fans didn't care about this big quote, August 29th secret special.
1: Well, I gotta be honest when you said,
0: Oh okay. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You're, you're going to, cause you know, the, that's what this show is all about. It's about a hundred percent. I know uncovered honesty. That's, right, that's, right, we,
0: right. that's so, especially this show.
1: Yes, absolutely. Not, not a, not a single detour from the truth. So correct. Anyway, correct. um, When you said, okay, I'm going to have you on the show. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's supposed to be a surprise and that's going to make it that much better. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, great. You know, it was, you probably told me about that. Like what a month in advance. And I said, all right. I was a little (laughs) curious, but I was like, yeah, you know what? It's you're you're not telling me this for for a reason. I'm not going to I'm not going to try to, like, get you to tell me what it is. So I said, all right, I'll put it off to the side. And then I turned around and I turned back and it was a month later. And I said, (laughs) oh, shit. Wow. I forgot about that. And uh, yeah, so uh, that was kind of like mostly what was happening. I'm a little curious, but. Um, I mostly forgot about it.
0: Well, Mickey McPhee, um, obviously a very flamboyant, very showy man. And I do remember we got to the day. um, Not a single person asked me what we were doing and what. I do have to give Sean from WDIM a little credit because he was doing a show in New Hope that day and driving there, and he goes, hey, if you're special... This is really the only like correspondence like, that ever came... He goes, if you're special is uh, going to be up before I go to New Hope, I can listen to it on the way to New Hope, and it just didn't... Actually, the times didn't even work out that way. But let's mm-hmm. get to this special, because as... I, I don't mind. The audience knows by now, this special actually never aired. Right. And now we're going to get to it. So... so um Mickey McPhee signs on, and you know, it says Mickey McPhee, Seattle psychic to the stars, you know. And so at that point you must have known it had something to do with with psychic power, psychic ability, yes, psychic I, something. Cause, yeah.
1: Cause because I saw the, the little the little icon on, yeah. you know, like a, on, on the show, every person has like a little icon next to their name. And I guess it's uh, whatever it is, their podcast or Facebook or you know, but I saw it was like, oh, you know, psychic such and such, and I said, oh, I see what's happening here. Like you didn't yeah. even have to tell me. I was like, all right, I, I see. I, I, I was actually pretty, pretty glad about that because I, I gave yeah, it gave me a bit of an opportunity to, kind of, brace myself for it.
0: So, so at that point, see. you think you did? You think you knew you were getting a psychic reading, or did you think? I, from Miki, Or did you think that um, it's going to be like a debate on the existence of psychic abilities?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I didn't necessarily think I was going to be getting a psychic reading. Um, I knew it was going to be something to the effect of this person believes in psychic powers and um, I do not. And so I figured it would be like, you know, pitting a lion against another lion. And it's mm-hmm. a
0: fight to death. So well, you know. well, yeah, well, you know, Miki uh, was convinced that he would make a believer out of you. I think by the end of that episode, and uh, we were doing the episode, guys. Uh, this is this is an unaired episode. We were really doing it, and Miki comes on the show, and Miki begins to read John and. Obviously, I'm a believer in this stuff. So I felt Miki was very accurate. He went, okay, let me tap into John here. Let me tap John. You are a friend of Greg's. I was like, on my end, holy shit. John is gonna be a believer from this. Oh my I was god, like, this is no this. way. How did exactly. You exactly. And then and then I said, and then like, he goes, John, you are a skeptic. You actually don't believe what I'm about to do is going to work. Correct? I was blown away. I, was, I mean, I can't speak for you, John. But for me, so far, Mickey was being completely accurate about the it, whole
1: thing. Yes, all of that was 100% yeah. spot on. And, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, it, it, it did throw me for, for about a minute. I said, how would anyone possibly know this about me without being told that? But yeah. anyway, please, please proceed. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my end when when you're
0: finished. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so the reading went on. He goes, John, you sleep on a bed. And when you <laughs> and when you wake up in the morning, you are next to your partner. And then you feed the cat and have coffee. I'm like, (laughs) this this fucking guy's a wizard. And I'm like, oh my god, John is gonna. Okay. And then you have your coffee, but you let your coffee cool off because if you sip it while it's too hot, you'll burn your tongue. And I'm like, John has got to come out of this. Come on already. Yeah, John is gonna come out of this convinced that. and then, and then came the final part of the reading. Then came the last one that I knew was going to blow not only John's mind, but our listeners' mind away. Miki said, <clears throat> John, I, I, I'm starting to fade out. The spirit world <laughs> is, starting to, is starting to fade and not, not giving me the messages about you. But I can guarantee one thing. And that is when you're hungry, you have something to eat. And that was it. That was, it. I'm like, this is going to niche John's belief. And he goes, oh, oh, one other thing, one other thing, one other thing. When you want to wind down at night before you go to sleep, you either watch TV, listen to music, play with your cats or talk to your girlfriend. And this is like, holy God. And so now on my end, and we'll get to your end. So at my end, I'm, of course, blown away by what Mickey picked up about you. I'm like, Mickey's never met him before. How the hell could he know this? So <laughs> I hand it over to you now because you weren't buying it. You, you, Well, I won't say you weren't buying it. I'd say you were quick to kind of still be in your beliefs of of not becoming a believer in psychic abilities. Correct. Right. OK, um, yeah.
1: I, I was you know, I, I still remain skeptical all while it was very impressive. I still think well, there you go. That's all yeah. you had
0: to say, John, that is all you had to say. Because never before have I heard anybody refer to John Seymour the way Nikki did after the show. But yes, you thought it was very impressive, but that isn't what you said. Is it John? To me? Well, I mean, I,
1: I, I'm going to take the examples that you just said, right? Right. Right. For example, Mickey McPhee said, I sleep on a bed, right? Yes. Yes. Oftentimes I fall asleep on the couch. So right off the bat, that's, like, wrong, you know? It's like, okay, well, couch, bed, same idea.
0: Well, you know what? Exactly, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I, at, this point, at this point, I felt like, mm. uh, by the way, I, you know, I'll let you go on, but, like, at this point, mm. you remember when Montel Williams used to have that piece of shit Sylvia Brown on his show? Now, right. Sylvia Brown was, this is, of course, based all based, in fact, and on a true story. Nobody can deny that Sylvia Brown was as, as Mickey McPhee Nobody right. could deny that at all. So, so she goes um, like, if 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 uh, if the uh, like just the case in point, the famous uh, Amanda Berry, I think her name was, and the mother of Amanda Berry was talking to Sylvia Brown on the Montel Williams show, and she said she's been missing for years. The body was never found. What happened? And she goes, "I'm sorry, she's no longer alive. I'm sorry." And then, of course, infamously, Amanda Berry was found alive. Of course, yeah. so so Montel Williams always covered for Sylvia Brown whenever she'd go uh, an audience member. I mean, that was an extreme example, but like an audience mm-hmm. member would go, "What happened to my daughter? She was shot. No, she wasn't shot. She drowned. I mean, why did she drown? Was this an incident? Was it an accident? Oh, oh, oh! I I meant she. Drowned herself. She was sh- bleh, bleh, bleh. and then Montel, of course, would start making excuses because Sylvia Brown was a yeah. charlatan. Sylvia Brown was a cold reading. She didn't actually. Actually, I should take that back. Sylvia Brown didn't even try. That she didn't even. Right. She wasn't even like the John Edward and James von Prague cold readings. This woman didn't even try. And and like you know she would say John like you're going to inherit. Fifty million dollars one day. I know this for a fact. That's something psychics don't. Professional psychics shouldn't say to someone. I, like, I tell you, though, know,
1: In in that case, I would want the psychic to be right, and then I would say, you know what? I don't know how they knew it, but they knew it
0: exactly. But Man. um, but in the case of Mikey, Mikey did his reading, and you started to um. Pretty much, tell Mickey every single thing he said. You pretty much came back at him with, "Well, it, it you could have known that in many different ways,
1: um, right?" You know, right. I, I, I also I did want to you know uh, the, Mickey McPhee did say a few other things that I that I do want to actually kind of and and this this was you know direct dialogue from the show from the podcast, right? You know, right. you sleep mm-hmm. you sleep on a bed. Right. I sleep mm-hmm. on a couch quite often. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, you didn't mention anything about that. You wake up next to your partner. Generally speaking, she wakes up before I do. So that's not true either. Um, the coffee, I let it cool. Otherwise I'm going to burn my tongue. I put milk in it. So it really, <laughs> I, I never, I never have to wait for it to cool. It's just already cool. I mean, you know right, you right. oh well okay now you're nitpicking, you know, because right you know, exactly because, yeah, because, because I because thought Miki
0: Mickey nailed you, especially when he said you are a friend of mine. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was like, how could you have possibly known that? But mm-hmm. you know,
1: then I then I, I kind of started putting two and two together. I said, Greg and I do a podcast together, and it's not like like a like a super famous, well-known podcast. So we're probably friends. We're not just like two people who met on the street and said, Hey, let's do a podcast. So, you know, there's, (laughs) there's that too. Now getting back to the whole nitpicking thing. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, the psychic God, the general idea of what you do. Right. Now to me, and I will, I'll speak as, you know, I guess someone who says like, it's okay. If, if you believe in it, I have no issues with that. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to fault you or or think any less of your intelligence or anything like that. But to me, if a psychic gets anything wrong, that's not impressive to me. Right. You know, and so, you know, it's like, "Oh, well, you know, he got the general idea." All right. Well, let's say you pick a card out of a deck and you look at it and it's the 3 of hearts. You put it back and you say, that's the 4 of hearts uh would someone be impressed by that because you saw it and it was like practically right so that's that's kind of the issue that i have with this whole like oh it was almost right you know they had the right idea they were basically there it's like eh, you 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 can pick up stuff like that with um you know perception you can pick up stuff with that with you know like that that kind of like you know, you, you pick right. up, thoughts, you start understanding things and that's, you know, I, I don't want to get too into why the, the readings don't impress me,
0: mm-hmm, but that's, mm-hmm, that's the
1: mm-hmm. basic idea of it,
0: you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, let's just say Miki didn't take too kindly to this and said, mm-hmm. right, right. And then like the awkwardness was starting to get really uncomfortable between the three of us, me, you, and Miki. And let's just say I tried. and John was there. John was there. And, uh, again, everything up to now has been 100% based in 100% fact. And Miki was clearly insulted. Mm. And... And so I needed to kind of clear the, but at that point, the show though was still going to be aired. The show was still going to be aired. And then I said, well, Mickey, (laughs) well, this has been a cut up. (laughs) And he said, Mm -hmm. yeah, it most certainly has, hasn't it Gregory? And I'm like, yeah. And so why don't you tell us what's, uh, what's in store for us for next season? Tell us what's (laughs) in store. And he goes, well, quite frankly, I don't think the show's going to be good at all. I think it's going to fail. I think you're going to have a lot of guests that are going to cancel. And I think it's all going to be not funny. It's all going to be shit. And that's what your show is going to be next season. I said, okay, Mickey, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for are being me. on. At that point, I knew we weren't airing it. So yeah. we. I just said, all right, everybody, bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. And at that point, I knew I wasn't airing it. And I don't remember who I spoke to first, but... Right. John said look I had to be who I am I'm not going to admit I believe in something when I don't believe in something you know yeah. And uh, 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 but I got to hand it to him he was very intuitive and I'm like yeah. John dude that's all you had to say like just keep your class to yourself you're telling this man um, yeah everything you say that is special about you is not That's what you just said. That's what you essentially just said to this man. No, you have no special abilities. You just pulled a trick on me. You're pulling, and especially you pulled one over Greg because he vouched for you as the greatest. In fact, you know what? You you practically said the city of Seattle should be ashamed that they even consider you the best psychic. If you're the best psychic in Seattle, I'd love to see the worst. You know, <laughs> and John actually, 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 John did say that. Actually, John, he kind of. I did. That's what you it's just. It's I did. When all you I was, really, yeah.
1: I was really annoyed with the, with Mickey at the time because yes, yes, because saying you know, oh the show is gonna fail, you're all gonna fuck up, you're gonna like <laughs> you're gonna fall into a volcano and burn your fiery, painful death, and you know, I was like, well, you know what, you suck as a psychic, and that was yeah. it. Well,
0: he. He is, he was very sensitive. Let's just say that. He was very sensitive about the thing. Now, the show would have aired until Miki said, so now you guys all know the answer as to why August 29th special didn't air. But like I said, John, though, John, think what you will about Miki. But you said, what all you had to do was be a gentleman and say, Oh, wow, yeah, you're very intuitive. And he would have went, ta-da! I did it! <laughs>
1: well, no, listen, listen, man. When you have French Stewart coming on the show playing a psychic, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's what I'm
0: going to say. You called me Matt. Isn't that interesting? Matt has not been on the show for a year, and you called me Matt. I Matt? most certainly I did not call you Matt. I heard Matt. You, you'll hear it in the it, when you hear the episode. <laughs> uh, maybe know, Maybe something...
1: I, I did not. I didn't say anyone's name. All I said was when you had French Stewart on the show playing a psychic.
0: Man, I, I always thought Mickey was more of a combination between French Stewart, Roger the alien and my former PR agent, James Slyman. It's almost as if I created a character and put the three of them together. And that's who Miki was. So I always around Miki had to keep a very straight face because I'm like, this guy reminds me <laughs> of French Stewart from Third Rock, Roger the Alien. Right. And James Sliman, my former PR agent, uh, he wasn't right. actually my former. He was the PR agent for Marty and Doug's New Religion, mm-hmm. and uh, he was just like Mickey. He was just like okay. Mickey. Okay. Um, so anyway, so that's not all. That's not all. Then came then came Miki's reaction to the whole thing. Then came. Greg, your friend John is a dick. And you know what? He's going to betray you one day. He's going to betray you. Think he's a really good friend. This is not a good person, you fuck. And he's a fuck. And I'm like, um <laughs> you know, he he didn't, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure he didn't mean any disrespect. Disrespect, Schmidt, Rick, Rick. He had the nerve to tell me, like, as if I was doing a trick, as if my gift, my certain gift, by the way, Greg, by the way, when you're thirsty, you drink water, right? I go, <laughs> well, well, yeah. He got well, so sodas John, and I told him that, and he wasn't impressed. So he was really mad. He was really mad, and he goes, this makes me reconsider. Maybe I should just go back to the accounting firm and just give this up. He goes, I have pictures. I have pictures of me and the Mariners and the Seahawks. And the Kraken, and the Thunderbird, and the Soundbird. I said, "Yeah, that's very interesting. I saw that all in your apartment. Why did they all have their shirts off, by the way?" And he goes, "Because that's all. That's all that their payment was—just pictures of me with them and their shirts off." And I said, "I I couldn't help but notice you didn't have a picture of the WNBA team, the Storm, in your apartment." He goes, "No, no, "No, no, 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 no. They they weren't interested. They weren't interested." I said, "Okay." All right. Well, I said, Mickey, I really wouldn't take this personally. He said, yes, "You know why? Yes. You know why I kept it trivial? Do you want to know why, Gregory Valab? Oh shit! Just said my name. Do you want mm-hmm. to know why I kept this trivial? Why? Because I first saw bad things. That's why. So I just had to come up with something. <laughs> I just had to come up with something that was that was that was like I, you know, I'm like I know he sleeps in a bed. I said he sleeps in a bed. I I I just. I had to, there was I see tragedy I said oh do you now you see yes your friend john is going to spontaneously combust that's right he's going to spontaneously combust <laughs> yes. in 3 months time after he and lara break up he is going oh. to be so devastated that he's going to actually fly to honduras and the plane is going to crash I thought you said he dies because he spontaneously combusts. No, 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 no. He's on the plane to Honduras, Greg, right? He breaks up with Lara. They break up. They're gone. They're done for. So he breaks up. He gets so agitated and sad about that. He flies. And by the way, he's not even going to say goodbye. That's how much of a friend he is. And on the way to Honduras, he's going to spontaneously combust. So everyone's going to be shocked. And that's why the plane crashes. So that's why I didn't say anything. And that's why I kept it so trivial. Say goodbye to, to your friend John, Greg. <laughs> and I said, that is I said that that's gonna be devastating, I think, for everybody who knows and loves him or whatever. And so then Mickey uh, Mickey rethought his life, changed his name back to Mickey, because oh. it isn't Mickey, it's Mickey. And okay. I said I actually said to him, why did you even change your name from Mickey to Mickey? Uh, from Mickey to Mickey. And he said, Well, the mouse fucking ruined everything for me. I was Mickey McPhee and everybody was going, Oh, you Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, they called me Mickey Mouse. And uh. so, you know, and so that's why I was Mickey McPhee and not my real name, Mickey Johnson accountant. <laughs> Mickey Johnson um, accountant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 went ahead and you actually, from that experience, he closed his psychic practice which was out of his apartment you know which, it was it was above um, a, a seafood restaurant he lived above a seafood restaurant in uh, Seattle and it had one of those like palm signs on the window uh-huh. and you know psychic red it was like flashing red lights you know you know and and that's where mm-hmm. his office was but he 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 actually, went back to the accounting firm as Mickey Johnson. He gave up his website. If you go to MickeyMcPhee.com, that's why it's not there anymore. Oh, my. He gave yeah. up. He
1: up being a psychic because of me. He did. He did. Wow. That's, yeah. now, now you want to talk about someone having power over someone else. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Eddie Vedder apparently tried to call him. But, uh, <laughs> Mickey, yeah. I need to know if the next album is gonna be a hit. Much more, much more. That's really how he talks. You know, he's like, <laughs> what, why, is Eddie, yeah. why does Eddie
1: why does Eddie Vetter sound like Batman? Well, Mickey
0: Mickey said there is one of the Pearl Jam songs that's about him. I don't know which one it is because you know you can't really decipher lyrics in a Pearl Jam song, but it's something like Mickey, Mickey, give me a sock, okay? Yeah, okay, but but if
1: Mickey Mickey whatever Mickey Johnson, whatever his name is, if he's a psychic, shouldn't he
0: know? What what mm-hmm. if what song is about him? What what song is about him? No, no, there is a song. No, it's more like there is a song about him, but it was for his private use only. It didn't make an album. But it's like Mickey Mc, Mickey, Mickey, Mickey give me a search of a So the special didn't air, and we were back to square one. We were back to we were no better off again um, after recording this this special, which we didn't air. And I and I urge everybody, and John can vouch for this. Um, I urge everybody to find when Tom Selleck was on the Rosie O'Donnell show that I don't know if you ever finished that interview.
1: But I, I didn't even start it. Uh, oh, wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could be such a lazy douche sometimes. Anyway, so, you. <laughs> sometimes, you know, yeah. Yeah. so if anybody can look at that infamous 1990 and that was, that was an example of a, of a liberal and a conservative both being complete douchebags. He she fucking in short, she fucking ambushed Tom Selleck into Mm. debating the NRA when he was on to promote a movie, which, by the way, the name of the movie was The Love Letter. And I remember seeing this broadcast live on May 19th, 1999. How did I know that it was May 19th, 1999 and it was useless and futile for him to promote a love uh, the love letter that day? Because that was the fucking day Star Wars Episode One was opening. Uh-huh. And I was getting ready for Star Wars Episode 1 when this awkward interview aired. And it's all over YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. No need to go off on what happened in that interview. But the awkwardness at the end of that interview was so similar to the end of our <laughs> interview with Mickey and our show with yeah. Mickey. And it was like, that's what I was thinking of it. Uh, once, once uh, Mickey went off and said, your show is going to suck! Um... I'm like, this is so the Rosie O'Donnell, uh, uh, Tom Selleck interview, because they ended up blowing up at each other. Of course, when liberals comment on it, they're like, oh, Tom Selleck, what a dick. And when conservatives comment on it, they're like, oh, Tom Selleck is such a gentleman and Rosie O'Donnell is such a prick. You know, <laughs> yeah. Rosie O'Donnell, though, ambushed the man. So who was right? Who was wrong? You know, Rosie, he was not going on to debate about the NRA. He was going on to promote this movie, The Love Letter. Right. Whoever would open a movie the same day Star Wars opens, you know? So I remember just the end of the interview was, well, I didn't, I didn't mean to attack you as a person or say anything like I- I imply that you were not an honorable man. This is not, this, this, this did not go as I expect, but The Love Letter opens today. Everybody go see that. Okay, we'll be right back. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And that's kind of how it felt like to me
1: Sure
0: um, So uh, That was the story Of Mickey McPhee And the story of our special that never was And mm-hmm. I went back to the drawing board Actually I went back to the drawing board to try to Bring in non-binary Listeners <laughs> Actually And yeah. uh, I wrote a theme song I wrote a theme song that I'm going to premiere right now on the show and remember John I've never written a song before and I'm not a musician Um, but this is going to be this should be you let me know what you think and then we'll negotiate maybe mad tea party can record it Uh, maybe maybe another one of your bands can record it Um, you know I don't know Um, so all right and remember I'm not a singer either But I am going to sing, I'm gonna do the music and the singing now of our new theme song so that non-binary people and everybody know that they are list- they are most welcome to listen to our show. Okay, here goes. Do to do to do to do 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 do. do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Even if you're a man, even if you're a woman, even if you're neither, or even if you're both, welcome to our show. Do, 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 do. What do you think?
1: I think that the Adams Family might have something to say about that.
0: Do you think it was too similar to the Adams Family?
1: Um, not necessarily, but that's kind of the first thing that came
0: to my mind. But I mm. like it. I like it. I think it shows that even Indonesians... Are welcome to the show. Oh, I'll add that in. So then even if you're a man, even if you're a woman, even if you're neither, even if you're both, welcome to the show. Do, 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 do. And even if you're Indonesian.
1: That's, yeah, that's, that's actually, that's probably a necessary addition to the song that you've just written here.
0: Yeah, my goal is by the end of the year, at least one Indonesian person will listen to the show and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the most important thing. No, may an Indonesian um, non-binary baby.
1: Ah, well, that's uh, twenty-three to sixty-three, right?
0: Um, no, no, that was I think the ratio between men and women. But we're gonna change right. that oh, because, yes. like, because we're gonna have female. G- In fact, next time, guys, this is. Th- we've learned from Mickey McPhee, so yes. we're not. But but our next show is actually not airing next weekend, but it's sometime next week. We're going to have our uh, our second show of the season, our Halloween special. It's a, it's, it's close to Halloween, so we're going to have our Halloween special. So we're going to have another guest, Ayla. Mm-hmm. But but we've learned from our mistakes from Mickey, <laughs> Mickey McPhee, right? And this is not. Really going to be a debate, but our our Halloween special is going to consist of, of, of Ayla and her experiences with the paranormal. In fact, she makes a living in the paranormal. She is a psychic. Mm. Yes, but, but much more than just a psychic. Her life is pretty much based in the paranormal and she'll tell us all about it on our Halloween special. And you know what else, John? I am go- I decided that I will share some of my paranormal and psychic experiences on okay. this show, too, because it's Halloween and we're going to have fun. And so maybe it'll give you a little clarity into um, because you never heard my appearance on the Mickey McPhee oh, Happy Fun man, Hour. Yes. Yeah, yeah, on right. the Mickey Mc, been... I was on the Mickey McPhee Happy Fun Hour, which was his podcast. He, he's it is now gone. Don't try to look for it. He erased John actually made him rethink his entire life <laughs> and he actually erased any trace of it. If he even. If you even Google Mickey McPhee on Google, I think all you may find is because if I put Mickey in the show notes, you will find the link to this show. And and possibly you'll find Mickey McPhee that way. Uh-huh. But he he completely erased any existence of himself.
1: I I would too. Because that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's that's completely <laughs> embarrassing.
0: Embarrassing what happened to him on the show?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, and I said, oh, well, you know, I, I actually put milk in my coffee, so I don't need to wait for it to cool. That's embarrassing. You know, he was all proud of himself. You know, you you got hot coffee. You have to wait for it to cool so you don't burn your mouth. I'm like, nope, I don't wait for it to cool at all. I put milk in it. And he was like, I, uh, I, the world does not exist anymore. And that was yeah, it. He went but, back to being an accountant.
0: But you do drink coffee, though, John. <laughs> Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is and true. If, if you drank it before it cooled, you would burn your mouth. I mean, he, maybe he was seeing different timelines. Maybe. You know? Yeah. Perhaps. Different timelines and different dimensions. He's thinking,
1: he's thinking about that one time that I went to Dunkin' Donuts and I ordered a coffee with milk and sugar and I got to my car and I started drinking it and I did burn my mouth because they forgot to put the milk in it. So John,
0: maybe all you had to do was say that That's like, it All you was, had to do wow. was say, they would say that Or boy, you are very intuitive, Miki I'm very impressed But no You had How to go you know up on the dude and said, one time. You had to say to the dude Everything you say is special about you And what you do for a living Is completely negated By what I'm going to say and, <laughs> yes. now, and now Eddie Vedder who wrote a song about me who was his personal private psychic and the Mariners and the Seahawks and the Kraken mm. and the Thunderbird and the soccer team, the Sounders. Shout out to Dan Hully for giving me the name of Seattle sports teams, but I knew them anyway because I was in Mickey McPhee's apartment and mm. saw all the pictures. He had. He had them shirtless. Uh-huh. Uh, d- d- don't ask me why. He just that—that that was his thing. Okay,
1: I—I I, um, I wasn't planning on asking you why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So next show, though, it—it it will be fun. It oh. will be fun. We're gonna have, we're gonna have Ayla on. She'll talk all about her paranormal life, and I'll mm. tell some spooky stories for Halloween. John can take a shit all over them. It doesn't matter oh. because. Yes. You'll take a shit all over them. That's okay. But then mm-hmm. we'll just shoot the shit. Whatever you shit on about whatever's going to happen. Because you never know what's going to I mean, do you know how many millions of directions this show could have gone in? What if you had told me to tell me about the Tennessee incident? I would have told you.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You this, would have. This, and this and, show.
0: And be... Yeah.
1: And I'd still be, you know, standing here waiting for
0: that story to end. <laughs> <laughs> And no, but like this just proves how this episode, ladies and gentlemen, was 100% verbatimly. Everything you just heard was 100% based on a true story.
1: I I can confirm everything that you have said, Greg, has been inspired by
0: actual events. Yes, absolutely, and in including Tim Hortons now being owned by Burger King.
1: Right. And yeah. now
0: I do have something to say. Oh yes. Do you have any at, last words for at this, this point? This disaster of a season two, well, season premiere.
1: <laughs> from the start. Yeah. From the start with you and Matt McHenry at right. the Tim Hortons in Toronto. Yes. Talking to the Canadian who progressively signed <laughs> yeah. Sounded more and more like someone from South Carolina. Who? Well, has... that's because
0: I thought it, it was because there's a guy in the Tennessee story. Well, that's why. Yeah, so he's kind of meshing. Fine, he that's was fine, kind of bro. meshing. But
1: yeah, yeah. I was saying, you know, yeah. but we're talking to the Canadian behind the counter who sounded progressively more and more like a guy from South Carolina who yeah. has that's... truck parts all over his lawn. Up all the way until this exact moment in time. Mm-hmm. If one day you happen to wake up and find yourself in an existential quandary full of loathing and self-doubt and racked with the pain and isolation of your pitiful, meaningless existence, at least you can take a small bit of comfort in knowing that somewhere out there in this crazy old mixed-up universe of ours, there's still a little place called Fraser Crane's apartment.
0: (laughs) I so thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, but never have you worded more eloquently and brilliantly on this show
1: i know that, that and by the way totally my quote 100 percent. i did not take that from weird al yankovic at all ah! Next. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that that's the thing yes the beard Al podcast we will uh mm. talk to them because I, you know what john i just thought it, i invited you on that show on behalf of them even though they didn't ask because mm. i just feel like you would be a great guest on that show, and they would love having you. In fact, they loved your arm wrestling pictures, folks, on our Twitter wow. at MSVPodcast1. Um, uh, you could see John uh, wrestling with Al Yankovic and having a rematch with with Weird Al Yankovic, and they loved it. They loved they it. Love- and also, guys, catch me on, I believe, October 30th. I believe it's October 30th on the Happiness and Darkness podcast again. Um, and, and talking about Supergirl, I believe that's the next movie. Supergirl. It's. I think it's the. And I think it's October thirty. And we just happened to ourselves be off that day.
1: Ah. Second, Greg. There sure. is. There is. I. There's one part of that story where you first met Mickey McPhee in mm-hmm. Seattle. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you guys know each other, and he just said, "Oh, you're you're losing your hair, and you're a white." Adult male and all that. It's like somehow he was Mm -hmm. able to tell all that about you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It was amazing. One part of the story that you told me was that he said, and I'll try to do my my French Stuart as best as I can. (laughs) Your last name starts with one of the letters from the second half of the alphabet or the first half.
0: You know, right? He you know, for me. I'm heartbroken that Mickey left the business. So you... I mean, I don't know how you... I I didn't think that over John Seymour, anybody should end their life. uh, You know, and or, or, you know, bring it to a complete halt and then go back to something you were miserable doing. You Mm. know, I feel like I should check in with Mickey Johnson. That's his real name. Yeah, I... Yeah, he thought Mickey McPhee was, you know, like a great psychic stage name, whatever, whatever, what have you. Also... Look what he did to the people of Seattle. You know, it's Seriously. kind of like, you know, it's kind of like I don't want to name any names, but like, you know when people boycott a specific city or uh, let me use a safe one. Let me just use a safe one. No, I can't even use, there is no safe one. A fucking no one. Yeah, a fucking band bans a city or bans a country because they don't like the way the government works. So they don't like the way the government of that state or the government of that country works. So therefore, they think it makes sense to take it out on the fans. Mm. You know? In this case, you pissed off or, or or whatever you want to call it, gave Mickey such an existential crisis of conscience or whatever that he now just took the city of Seattle and said to them, fuck you, I no longer want to be your psychic. He fucking read Bill Gates. He mm-hmm. fucking communicated with Kurt Cobain. He fucking read Eddie Vedder. He fucking read every sports team except for the Storm. Why, I don't know. That's up. That's just his business. But the whole city of Seattle, that whole rainy city, it also rains there a lot. But he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't want to be the psychic to the stars of Seattle anymore. And instead... Right. Just just closed up shop, and now has an accountant office, which is above a Starbucks. Of course,
1: of course, that's that's where they all are.
0: I forgot to mention. Obviously, I went to the original Starbucks in uh, Seattle when I was there with Matt, oh, and yeah. of course, Matt McHenry was there. And will probably, you know, once he hears the show, can tweet that all of this was a hundred percent based in fact. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So to to Miki though, I want to say to him, Miki, if you're listening, Seattle needs you, and maybe you should. I don't really think John Seymour. I mean, he's about as significant as Carrot Top. I mean, <laughs> yeah. John Seymour should not be a reason you quit something you love doing, and that obviously the the city of Seattle loves you, obviously. Okay, guys, um, Mm -hmm. if you are in Madrid next week, Matt McHenry's uh, exhibit is going to be in Madrid. I I know that it sounds weird. I'm just saying Madrid, and you're probably saying where in Madrid. I'm saying go to Madrid, you'll find it. Just go to Madrid next Mm -hmm. weekend. You'll see where his exhibit is going to be. So check out his exhibits. And maybe week by week, we'll tell you where you can check out his exhibits because he no longer um, is on the show. McHenry. He's no longer on the show, so there's no he's not going to have an excuse each week, but I feel like he's our friend. He helped get this show started. We should say where his next exhibit should be each week. So, guys, catch him in Madrid next week. Um, John, your usual usual spiel, where people can find you?
1: Well, find me at John Seymour, J-O-N space S-E-Y-M-O-U-R there's still a picture of me playing the drums and seemingly smiling at a microphone. Um, Mad Tea Party on Facebook. And uh, hold on a second. The, the Mad Tea Party web address is Mad Tea Party NY band. Mad Tea Party That was Lara, my lovely um, girlfriend,
0: who is going to leave you. And so you're going to get distraught and drive uh, and take a plane to Honduras, on which you are going to spontaneously combust. And because you're going to spontaneously combust, you're going to shock the pilots, and therefore they're going to crash the plane, killing everyone on board. You, you know that that's an inevitability and is going to happen. You know, whenever because, it is, you know. Because it was saw pred- this. By,
1: it was predicted by the the greatest
0: psychic in all of Seattle, Mickey McPhee. Yeah, Mickey McPhee. So Mickey. Uh- Mickey, 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 whatever you want to call yourself, if you're listening, go back. Do not let John Seymour dictate your life. There's no Mm -hmm. more insignificant person in the world than John Seymour. He's not even, like, a social media influencer, you know? Like, he's not even, like... like, uh, I'm not not even a cool person. Like, no, (laughs) Um, I am... While you have Laura there, you know what's really scary is that she thinks that you talk so loud on this podcast. Can you imagine when she's gonna be on the show and hear me?
1: Oh, well, she does hear you. Well I talk loud. She hears she hears you every week. Yeah. That's why I don't listen
0: to the podcast yes. because I hear it in real time. That, yeah <laughs> twice. Mm-hmm. It is it is such a pleasure that Lara is on right now in person because she's scheduled to be on in January along with Gilberto. Um, and Gilberto and Lara may very well for what I have planned for that. show. But again, we don't, we don't really plan the shows here, just like this week. Mm, we don't know not. what's going to happen, <laughs> but everything I'm going to say on that joke is on that show is, is not going to be serious, but it doesn't matter. I have to, my, I have integrity in my art, so I have to do what comes naturally to me. And if it means Gilberto mm. and Lara are going to stop talking to me and demand that you do the same, I, 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 I won't be able to help that.
1: Hey, you know what? Maybe that, that will happen. Who knows?
0: Yeah, that's coming well, Miki probably would have said. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe that's maybe that's what Mickey meant by the show falling apart. Maybe. Maybe. So we will catch you guys on uh, Wednesday or Thursday because uh, we are recording this uh, unusually late at night because Ayla is on the west coast. So we are we're recording this kind of late at night on October 27th, but by October 28th, you can hear our Halloween special will be posted. The MSV podcast oh. Halloween special. It should be a lot of fun. Oh.
1: Also, allow me to um, to plug the Halloween gig that Matt Tea Party is playing. We
0: yes, are... please. The one that was rescheduled because I thought you were available to do a show that day. This this is why we're doing it so late at night in the middle of the week.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> anyway. Um. October 30th, uh, 7 p.m. to 11.30 p.m.? Yes. Or 10.30? It, it starts at 7 p.m. And, you know, be there all night because we are playing all night. It's going to be at Two Villains in Nyack, New York. October 30th, 7 p.m. to 11.30 p.m.
0: I have a question, oh. question for Ryan. Hold on a second. Maybe you too. How do you know when a potato goes bad? Uh, you're going to have to repeat that.
1: How do you know when a potato goes bad? And it's not a joke. I'm really asking. It's not a joke. Apparently.
0: Oh, 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 oh. that's right. I had a I had a final question for you. Um I don't know. Am I supposed to have an answer when I know if a I potato don't goes you bad? I think you're supposed
1: to have it? no yes, I, I want an answer. No, we you know we need Mickey McPhee to answer that.
0: I Mickey McPhee would go when a potato goes bad you'll know it cuz it won't taste good but then it becomes (laughs) vodka and it will have a, we'll have a party with the vodka. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, Um, so your final question. (laughs) Yes, I have a final question. Well, first of all, tell everybody where you can find us. It's all through Twitter. Find us through Twitter. This was a perfect time for me to leave Facebook permanently. Wasn't it? Because Mm. I would post a show. Now we're going to see how many listeners we get without Facebook, but John, I do urge you to select some people who maybe have pity and poor taste. They have to have pity on us and poor taste at the same time and tell them to listen to the show on Facebook. But of course, you will find us on Twitter at MSV Podcast One. At right. MSV Podcast One. And we'll see you next time for the Halloween show. But your final question is the, sh- the song Fat Bottom Girls by Queen, right? Uh-huh. Offensive, offensive or complimentary to overweight women at concerts? What do you think?
1: do I think it's offensive or over or complimentary, no, or well, complimentary
0: gonna... to overweight women at concerts? What do you think?
1: Right, right. To overweight women. And I'm going to say neither because um, the guy who wrote it, Freddie Mercury <laughs> was not attracted to women of any um, you know, uh, posterior uh, weight. So hmm. I think it was just a, it just a playful song. And I'm going to say if it was real, People who like fat bottom girls, it's certainly a compliment. Hey, I like it. I find it attractive. How, how is it insulting? I don't think it's well, insulting.
0: That's a great answer because I'm gonna say the same thing. It is not insulting because it it, it is a hundred percent based in fact. You see those overweight women at concerts, they fucking rock. I've been oh, to yeah. concerts, I've seen the fat women. There was one fat woman at a concert. Let me go. Um, I, I promise I will end it here. But so Stone Temple Pilots were playing at, um, at DFP5, right? Uh, okay. K-Rock's DFP5. There's a fat girl. Uh, I'm sorry, a fat-bottom girl, overweight girl, whatever. No, she was awesome. Yeah. She was awesome. She was wearing barely nothing, barely anything. She was letting it all hang out, much like mm-hmm. it says in the song, fat-bottom girls. And she w- she literally said... As Scott, the the late, great Scott Weiland was performing, she's like, oh, Scott Weiland, come to me now. (laughs) And I will never forget that. And I will say, then, you know what? That song, Fat Bottom Girls, that is based in 100% accuracy. All right. That's okay. And and that is a great way to end the show. Agreed. (laughs) For this week. Um, so we it, came in just shy of 90
1: minutes this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we had allowed it for two hours, but that was in case I was going to tell what happened in Tennessee. Although I, I'm sure by the end of the season, we'll, we'll find out what happened in Tennessee or not.
1: Well, I, I, if I could give you a little bit of advice for the show, save your stories because, yes. you know, <laughs> it, like, distribute them. Because, you know, you know the, my attention span is very low. So, you know, I don't think I'd have the attention span for all of that. So maybe people like me don't want to hear everything all at once. Save your stories.
0: Well, I, I do plan to, uh, you know, at one day write a collection of my of my stories. Um, the, the
1: Greg, the Greg Vorob memoirs.
0: The I Greg Vorob memoirs, yeah. To, to just kind of go mm-hmm. over all the random. It's actually going to be a book about my experience doing <laughs> MSV podcast because it's such a popular show, people are going to know want to know what the experiences are. So it'll be like everything, like even right. the Mickey McFee show somewhere down the line will probably be aired. And like here it is, right. the, the, just like how actually Star Trek's pilot didn't actually air until 1988. The original pilot, um, uh, the Cage, didn't air until '88. Sometime down the line, I'm sure we'll hear yeah. Mickeys show. Way back when I was
1: just a little bitty boy living in a box under the stairs in the corner of the basement of the house half a block down the street from Jerry's Bait Shop. You know the place. Well, anyway, back then, life was going swell and everything was just peachy. And you just go on from there. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And, um, well, this was terrific. This And, again, all based in fact. I have John here to tell you. Matt McHenry. We'll tell you, catch him in Madrid, mm-hmm. and catch the Mad Tea Party Show. And follow us and on Twitter. At, and out. yes, and follow us on Twitter at MSB Podcast One for announcements of all new episodes. And we will see you midweek for our big Halloween special with Paranormal Enthusiast Ayla, Paranormal Enthusiast Greg, and Paranormal Shitter John.
1: Hey, that's me. <laughs>
0: right. So that'd be great. Okay, So we'll right.
1: see you next time then. We'll see you next time. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye.